This is musicians having coffee and talking about stuff. Yeah, what stuff. do you got? What do you got on yours? Oh, Neil Morse band. All right. Hey, I'm representing. You can't really quite see, but here. Oh, huh. I yeah. don't even have. I don't even have that shirt. I know nobody has it. It's like one of my favorites. I don't know why. It's it's real soft, Eric. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm all. Nice. These are actually uh, um, sleep shirts, but they're so soft that I just wear them as everyday shirts. My wife makes fun of me, but. Right. Well, you know, when you're a musician, you don't exactly have to get dressed up to go to work. <laughs> it's like, should I wear the black shirt or the black shirt? Right. <laughs> <laughs> the closet's like, if I wear a color, people are like, whoa, what's wrong? <laughs> well, it's funny. You know, especially in this day and age with so many things being filmed and, mm-hmm. you know, if you do like a, podcast in one shirt or you know i'm there's a lot more stuff being filmed and put out there than there ever used to be because you feel like you can't wear it again or something right yeah (laughs) if i if i wear a shirt at a gig and it's filmed then i don't feel like i can wear it again because it must be retired (laughs) (laughs) but my wife just incessantly makes fun of me for that this is like oh yeah those dudes those dudes are really going to be upset about your shirt. That's the problem they'll have. Not not the 64th note you missed on your... Right. <laughs> but, yeah. And then it's like, so, honey, I know, I know, but I just feel funny. I mean, for this next Morse Fest or this next video shoot or something, can we go to shop for some clothes? Also, mm-hmm. in each song, you know, like this last, uh, the Neil Morse Band album, there's like three songs... You can't be wearing the same clothes in each song. And it can't it can't be these clothes you've right. worn. I can't wear the same clothes I wore in a flying colors video. Yeah. Or you know, I mean cross contamination. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of it quite that way, but that's I like that. Anyway, yeah, so she's like, Oh yeah, boy. So let's go out and shop for a different black shirt. <laughs> it's just slightly different. A V-neck, perhaps. Right. <laughs> well, you know, she's branching me out. Like, uh, I just watched the, uh, yesterday, actually, the, we're going to give the commentary night on Friday night from last Morris Fest, mm. where we did the covers, and uh, then we comment, yeah. we did the Mystery Science Theater commentary thing <laughs> uh, at night. And the, the footage is pretty cool, uh, but I, I, just, I just want everyone to know I was wearing a very different shirt. I know it's it's very important to all of you. (laughs) Yeah, it's too bad. The commentary is really cool and it's fun, but for some reason we only have the audio that was there was being done, Uh like in the room, yeah, or something. Uh And regrettably, like Mike's mic is like really loud. Mine's here, and everybody else is like there. So all the funny things that you said, Eric, <laughs> you were actually really no. funny. That, that. Oh, I was People... probably just extremely tired and delusional at that point. Because <laughs> wasn't that after we we played and then did something else and then did that, right? Yeah, we played the gig from like wow. two to two to four, and then we did meet and greet. Oh, that's right. And then the commentary at night. So the commentary was kind of like the <clears throat> you know just letting off steam thing. News, but... Yeah. Um. Yeah, but people don't know how funny you are, Eric. Eric Gillette is a very funny individual. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, you you had me in stitches. I remember that was like the the Friday night particularly was uh, good stuff. But I don't know. What, maybe someday we can go in there and write this stuff down in the bottom, and you know, yeah. people subtitles can do a little Close subtitles. Caption. Brought yeah. to you by <laughs> brought to you by Eric Gillette. <laughs> I didn't know you had a, a Voyager. I just got it. It, crazy craziness but uh so this guy mark pruitt who's he's a fan and a member of my patreon he messaged messaged me and said he had he's a keyboard player but doesn't play a lot anymore and was offloading some keyboards and wanted to gift it to me which was insane and i've had my eye on one of these ever since uh you know i've seen it at your studio and yeah <clears throat> but i could never justify it um because they're pretty expensive, but uh, yeah, they are. Yeah, and they, I'm, they gonna, drove, I'm gonna turn this around. Don't don't go. don't mind my messy studio, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Voyager buddies. 
yeah, yeah. He, they, they drove all the way from atlanta to bring it to me it was the most kind insane thing yeah i'm i'm still blown away and i'm still diving into it and figuring it out but i'm using it all the time it's awesome well thank, i, love, I thank, love that it's analog but you can save stuff yeah 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 Preset. oh yeah it's great you know because and, and i do tons of uh filter sweeping oh yeah tons you know it it brings so much life to a synth part like if you you record something in midi and it's just kind of it can be Slow. yeah it's kind of static yeah. and so i'm like uh, with with uh synth bass stuff and oh yeah uh, and synth even leads and it's it's cool to have the filter this filter sweeping is yeah is means it's for those that don't know synthesizer talk it's kind of getting brighter. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, it's kind of getting brighter and yeah, and and darker uh, kind of as you go. And yeah, I love having the big knobs. Yeah, something you don't have to get in there with the mouse. And <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. some of those things you it's really I try I sometimes am forced to try to do filter sweeping and stuff like that, like in the box or in software. And uh, it Forever. is. It, it's really hard to do. Yeah. You know, it's hard and it's hard to get it how you want. Whereas, you know, this is, uh, you know, old school performance based stuff, which I really dig. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, I don't have mine. I, I'm probably going to, but I don't have mine connected with MIDI yet. So it's, I'm just recording the audio, which is kind of cool and different. Cause I'm not like fixing notes after I'm trying to just keep it more organic and not so, on the grid <laughs> keeping it real man keeping it real yeah. now you now you got to get a you got to get yourself uh an echoplex man oh yeah that's on my list i have a list in my phone of <laughs> i have gear that i kind of need and then i have dream gear which is like that's probably on the dream part i mean i can yeah. get away without it but it's, that would be awesome yeah they have some pretty good plugins now and stuff but yeah nothing like the real thing eric true yeah. Well, you can get a new one and give me yours. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'll drive it. I'll drive it. Yeah. From, I'll go <laughs> from to Atlanta from. and then I'll make a turn. Yeah. So how's it going, man? You got babies. Yeah. Babies. That's crazy. It's going. It's good. Um, not sleeping much. It's more like a bunch of two hour naps right. <laughs> <laughs> in the night, but uh, it's awesome. It's totally worth it. But, oh yeah. You know, I don't have the hard gig. My wife obviously has the hard gig, but yeah, we're adjusting and Eleanor, my daughter's adjusting and she's doing well and adjustment for all. When the kids are uh waking up in the night, do you try to I remember trying all kinds of we Jada was our screamer. And oh. <laughs> uh so I would try all kinds of things and I tried this with Emerson. Now we got we have a new grandbaby. Mm -hmm. Uh, Will and Joanna, and we, oh, excuse me, we just, uh, we're out in Colorado all together, and there was one point when the four kids, who are now in their 20s, went out, and we had the baby, and uh, he started getting a little fussy, and I, mm -hmm. I always get a guitar and try to, you so know, <laughs> yeah, soothe them. I remember one time at five in the morning playing Blackbird for Jada. It worked once. <laughs> That was it. You know, wow. you'll try, you ever have that experience? Like you do one thing that calms the kid down or distracts them. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. you just got to distract them out of their yeah. thing, you know, <laughs> well, and then you try to do it again. It never works. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's fun with Eleanor now because she's at the age where she's starting to tell us stuff. Right. So that's nice. It's not just screaming and you're like, what about this? What about this? But uh, yeah, yeah. So she can like tell us if she's hungry or needs a drink of water or wants to watch a show. So that's that makes it a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise you're just guessing all the time, just handing them different stuff. What about this? <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. What a concept. <laughs> By the way, um, my computer just said your internet connection is unstable. It mm. didn't. It didn't have a voice like that. But I just, <laughs> just so warning if anything happens, we you know, we'll, okay. might have to. Do something. I just got fiber internet out here at my studio, so that's awesome. No way. Way faster internet out here in the country than I have at my home, which is wild, but that is wild. Which, uh, this is where I need it because you know the big file transfers and all that. Yeah. 
it makes it a lot easier wow that's so cool yeah that is so cool yeah i wish we had it (laughs) so uh i've been doing some interviews for the new record man what do you think about the new record what do you want to say about the new neil morse band record what release dates tomorrow right i know yeah yeah i don't know when this is going to air but anyway yeah um oh i love it man it's i mean i love them all they're like children you know they're all different but uh we were listening listening to it on a drive the other day and i don't know it's it sounds like us but it's a lot we have a lot of different elements i think on this one even stylistically and i don't know i think everyone everyone shines in their spot really well on this and yeah i always love all the the vocal interchange in our band and that's and also love i was telling i think i was telling people on my patreon that i just i love that we can cover so many styles in this band and not just it's not just prog rock you know we do the pink floydy kind of thing and then we'll do a power pop thing and then we have something that sounds like toto or something and it's just runs the gamut i, I really think that's cool and yeah it's fulfilling as a musician to because i love all those styles as you know i think that's why we incorporate them because everyone you know loves those or was influenced by them so it keeps it interesting and i don't know i, I can't wait for people to hear it it's it turned out great and obviously the the mix is fantastic rich as always kills it yeah it's quite a it's always quite a road isn't it like getting there you know um Mm -hmm. i remember just you know kind of working through the mixes some of those are like mix five mix six mix you know like yeah just you know commenting but he's so good at at uh bringing things out in a subtle way that is uh, over time sometimes sometimes frankly i've wondered if um sometimes maybe it was a little too subtle like in the early days of spock's imagine this uh on the spock's beard light album uh we had three six hour days i think three six hour sessions to mix the whole album oh wow without without automation so Yikes. that means you got to like actually move the faders by hand. And it's hard to imagine now. It's like it's like life before the internet or something, yeah. you know. It's like what? Um but yeah, and so we all 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 the band members, well there were only 4 on that out because Rio hadn't joined yet. So all four guys had hands on their parts. That's dangerous. <laughs> And all, and and the headroom in your mix instantly goes away. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, and it was it was crazy. And and you, if if anything was too loud, or if you felt like anything was wrong, you'd have to just start over on a seventeen minute song. Mm. Just like you get like you know twelve minutes in or something, oh gosh, and so somebody somebody forgets their move. And you just have to like, oh well, I guess let's start over. It's I mean, it's hard to imagine now. Wow. But, but at listening to that stuff now, I kind of appreciate, uh, especially the way some of Al's guitars are. I thought at the time, I was pretty upset actually, honestly, after that because I thought some of the guitar parts were just way too loud. You know, just like, you know, (laughs) dude, come on, man. But I listen to it now and it's it's kind of some of the is, you know, that that whole like in your face thing. Yeah. And Spock's really was more about that, I think. Mm -hmm. I I listen to the old Spock's stuff and there's a lot of stuff that's like really like everything in your face. Yeah. yeah, Everything stops and there's just just some crazy noise, you know. (laughs) Like the whole, yeah. let's just cut the whole thing like that weird noise that's in at the end of the day. Yeah. And part of that I think was also because the way that it was being mixed, even when Rich was mixing, he was mixing everything like in real time without automation. Also, it was a little different because he was mixing like from ADATS to a Tascam DA eighty eight, I think it was called. And uh so he was punching in sections of okay. yeah so that, he would he would a little easier he would punch in that noise and that has a different sound yeah you know there's yeah. a there's a kind of you 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 have to actually if you want to recreate that in pro tools you have to really work at it yeah because you're gonna you have to cut you have to cut all the effects everything mm-hmm. that's going on it 
if you want it to have that effect. Yeah. And sometimes I'll talk, I'll talk to Rich about that. It's like, you know, I'd really like to have, I'd really rather have this sound like it was cut tape, which had a particular uh-huh. thing. Anyway, what were we talking about? The old days. Oh, uh, and, album, and mixes. The yeah, the album. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really subtle. I'll listen to, you know, like I'll send a note like, oh, I'm wanting to hear more of this or something like that. And Rich has gotten really, you know, he, he brings it out, but not like some kind of a really gnarly thing. No. I think, and in fact, when I'm sitting there with him, which I haven't done for a while, but a lot of times, you know, an interesting thing is that he doesn't like to move faders. Mm-hmm. Like once he gets, like a lot of what he does, if you say you want to hear more of something or less of something, he goes into the EQ. Yeah, I was going to say a lot of stuff he'll do with creative ways, either making room with another instrument, maybe ducking another instrument, or or just brightening something I've noticed, which is cool. And, uh, you know, I'm always trying to learn stuff from him, you know, or any any guy that's been doing it that long. They've always got tricks and things, so... Even by listening, I'm, you can pick up on that stuff and try to incorporate it into what I do. But yeah, yeah, it, it's incredible what he can do. And his ear, too. Like, it seems like he gets what we're doing a lot. Well, I mean, he's done it so long with you guys that I don't know how much beforehand, if you, if anybody does any explaining to like what things should sound like in certain spots, but he just kind of seems to get it pretty close in the beginning. And I've kind of learned... I'll be kind of quiet on the mix notes because it's being a mix engineer myself and mixing bands. Sometimes like you get on a email thread with all the band members and everyone's, and sometimes I have to say like, Hey, just pick one guy to tell me all the mix changes. (laughs) Cause what, what I've learned, I say that to say, I've learned that if, if I just kind of hang back, what I'm hearing that I wish I, or wish I heard ends up happening, either someone else suggested or rich just, you know, kind of, it just gets worked out. Yeah. So I just I just kind of I know it's going to end up sounding awesome. I mean, maybe occasionally I'll make a little suggestion, but I just kind of hang back and it's cool to watch the changes and watch it come to life. I should learn that. <laughs> I'm still like, you know, oh, you should see. Sometime we should release all the trans <laughs> like there should be a thing called like a book called The Transatlantic Emails. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, and Rich is well, another thing that's amazing about him is his temperament. I mean, mm-hmm. there, are, there aren't very many people that could just sort of ride those waves. Yeah, just like, hey, it's cool. We'll figure it out, man. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, on an album like The Absolute Universe, there was just volumes of of I can't uh, imagine. yeah, volumes of of mix suggestions from every person, pretty much. And yeah. sometimes like conflicting stuff, you know, so we had to, we had, that was one of the reasons why we had to kind of decide, okay, this guy's going to kind of oversee this release, this part of the release. And this guy's going to oversee yeah. this part of the release. And then this guy's going to oversee the marketing and, you know, because it just gets to be mind numbing for all of us and it must be amazing it must be incredible for rich i'll i'll talk to him every once in a while and most of the time he's just totally mellow about it and yeah it's great that's yeah. crazy takes a certain personality to do that with grace like that and yeah 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 yeah, yeah it's a, somehow that that mellow thing that he's got going is working works for us yeah you know it's it's working out so yeah man uh what else anything else about the record no what, i'd like what do you think about it i like to i'm gonna question you <laughs> oh yeah well yeah I, I you know it's amazing i i i've been doing a lot of interviews yeah and one thing i always say is like well the first thing we said to each other when we sat down to make this record was um well we want to do two things we want to make a single disc mm-hmm. and not a concept album. And we got one of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I was amazed that we had so much material. We were just yeah. kind of just kind of going. And then when Mike came in towards the end of the week and said, 
hey man, we've got like 80 minutes. Yeah, it didn't feel like it. Yeah, no, it didn't. I mean, I, I knew we had written a lot, but I I didn't do any sort of math in my head. No. But it's a good problem to have. It's And it's crazy because I had some, one of the interviews I had asked how long we got together and wrote on that. And I was like a week. And they're always like, and it is crazy even yeah. to look back and think that's insane to write that much music and 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 a lot of it not stemming from any previous i mean bill and randy had a lot of ideas they brought in but there's some songs i think we did one in the room and i think it only took like two hours and we had a full sketched i can't remember which one it was oh i think uh, you're talking about um another story to tell yeah exactly yeah that one was like that did start cool. with bill had that dang Da, 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 da. Remember, he was like, oh, oh yeah, the yeah. cool thing about this is that it changes key and you don't notice. Right. right. Loops but, around. That's but, right. But that was it. And then <laughs> I started singing over it a little bit. And then, you know, we just kind of wrote that chorus in the room. And, you know, then the, that next thing yeah, you know, we're at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was even like maybe 45 minutes or something. Yeah. It was so. Probably. It was so quick. Yeah, that was... And I think you can feel that on the record. You know, there's a freshness. There's that. Mm-hmm. And I was just... My story about this record, my other story to tell, oh, is uh, is how... What a flow it was. It was just a... Yeah. And writing the lyrics was just like... It was really nice for me after uh, the last big project that I had been working on was The Absolute Universe with Transatlantic. Mm-hmm. Which was, you know, uh, I don't know, how, like a two-year thing, you know, like, you know, a lot. It was just a lot of, you know, very exacting work. You know, it was, it was just, it, it wasn't like an easy flow like this record yeah. was. Yeah. You know, and uh, which doesn't mean one's better than the other or anything like that, because I've... Mm-hmm. You know, for example, Question Mark was an easy flow and Sola Scriptura was a tough one. Mm. uh to write you know i just remember it just took longer it was just you know sometimes there's that grappling that happens um but yeah i really enjoyed it it was for me it was like a gift from god just like here you go yeah you know (laughs) wasn't it didn't it seem like it just flowed like yeah and then there wasn't forced to me like yeah, and, n- not a lot of tension or anything, yeah. you know, or even a lot of disagreements. I don't remember mm-hmm. hardly any, really, Mm-mm. which is really rare, yeah. you know, in, for me, you know, in my yeah. world. Um, yeah. So I, I just really enjoyed it. I think we set out, I think what we set out to do, we did in like eight days. Mm-hmm. So... Praise the Lord. Yeah. You know, it's like, wow. Because we don't know what we're doing. No. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, the <laughs> the blank canvas is always kind of terrifying with anything. It's like, well, like when you open a new session and like I'm working on this, scoring this TV show and it's like, that's always kind of terrifying. You're like, you got nothing and you got a deadline and it's like, where's it going to come from? <laughs> oh good i was wondering if yeah. you were doing getting, doing any more of the yeah fi- we got film stuff going right now so that'll be out in the fall so i'm i'm a, almost done with first episode and then we got seven more so it's a lot of work but i love it and it's just but it, yeah it's that whole you starting with nothing i mean you have some temp score kind of stuff that to work off of but we're actually working off of our stuff i wrote last year as the temp score which is nice as opposed to Usually they lay in just, it could be anything from a movie or another TV show. And really you're just, the goal is to capture the same vibe, not like mimic what's there yeah. instrumentally. But the director, my friend Jared, who he he always just says, if if the vibe feels the same when you watch it with yours, like that's all we are going for. Not like, don't feel like it has to be acoustic guitar because that's what temp is. But yeah, it's when you sit down with, I work really well with deadlines, though. I, I've determined that because yeah, I don't have time to second guess stuff. I just like go with the first instinct and fine tune it and move on, as opposed to like, well, what if I did this instead? You know, just plowing through 
and it's it's a lot. I mean, each episode is about forty five minutes, so wow, about twenty twenty to twenty five cues per episode. So it's it's a lot of music, but yeah, it's that's fun, fun man. I'd like <clears throat> to watch you do that. <clears throat> I, I've never, I I got to be with um, Trevor Rabin at oh, his wow. studio. Yeah, when they were going to do that tour, well, they did the tour, the Wakeman, uh, Anderson Wakeman and Raven tour a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Uh, they were talking to me about being the utility guy. Oh, that's the right. possibility. And I was, yeah. and I was out in LA seeing my family mm-hmm. and, and somehow it was talked about, Oh, you should go meet Trevor. Well, of course, you know, who, who wouldn't want to go meet Trevor. Oh, right? yeah. So, uh, I went up to his place and he, uh, we spent a little time together and it was really cool. And he showed me something that he was working on, you know, like, you know, some film and how yeah. he, just a real brief, you know, thing of oh, how he, how it works. How yeah. it works. And I, I'm fascinated with that. I've never done anything like that. Uh, you know, it's, I, I don't know if I ever will, but uh, I, I'm really interested in it. It seems like it'd be a lot of fun. But back to the record though, about not knowing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like thinking about like so many of these things are like, hey, uh, Eric, you got a fast riff? You got like a heavy riff? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. Right, bird on a wire, right? Yeah, yeah. So it starts and off with this riff, with it, yeah. And then like, hey, Randy, was, was there, there was this cool part for your thing, right? Well, uh, the the board's right here, actually. The the mics are dry erase board. Oh, it hasn't been erased? No, oh, no. Wow. I figure yeah. I'll probably... Can you see it? I can't see it yeah. right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I think you see up there, Randy, uh, Shuffle is what wound up being the beginning yeah, of... that's uh, right. Yeah. <clears throat> and I don't know what SB idea is. I don't know. But anyway, I, I love Mike's... Did you see that 4646, yeah, in red? <laughs> because they're the same and he's ocd and it can feel pretty random sometimes and you're like is this going to be good and yeah you know it's like go from the fast thing and then into randy's riff and like well let me try singing something over it long ago blah 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 oh that feels pretty good Mm -hmm. right and then and then well where should we go now uh bill's like well i've got this chorus i've got the fire blah 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 Mm -hmm. blah blah right yeah you know (laughs) and the, the whole idea that it turns into this thing that uh is so cohesive yeah it works together and yeah yeah like i'd be curious like on your take on like we were i mean obviously it's been cool for me since oh, I mean, how many years now back in 2012 like when we first started getting in the room and writing and seeing how how you write specifically um I've, I've incorporated so much of it into mine. And mainly the thing I, I kind of took was that you'll just try anything and you're not afraid what it sounds like. I always was timid about like, well, if I start singing something, I don't have any words. It's going to sound, sound, it's going to sound like crap and, and you'll just go for it and it doesn't matter. And, and the stream of consciousness thing that you'll do with lyrics where sometimes you'll start, you'll sing a whole line, just kind of, again, that's just that whole out of nowhere thing. Yeah. It's like, where does that come from? And, and then that line might turn into, to the whole kind of base of the lyrics later. I mean, sometimes not, but yeah. And then, and then just the kind of scatting and just kind of focusing on getting a melody. Um, but like, what's your lyric process after, I mean, obviously mo- most of the melodies, I think you kind of have, or we've kind of determined what they're going to be roughly. Yeah. And what's your lyric process? Like, I've, I mean, I've seen a little bit of it cause you, you did some of it for some of the past albums you sat there with your notepad pretty quickly um i'm pretty slow with lyrics i overthink everything so I'd, i'm curious to know like what your process with that is hmm. i think people might be interested as well yeah well lyrics are harder mm-hmm. i mean I'll, I'll tell my wife man i could write a lot of songs per day if i had somebody else doing the lyrics mm-hmm. you know the lyrics are the challenging part but they're so important you know yeah, it's it's got to it doesn't have to be the most brilliant thing, but it's got to be the right thing. Yeah, you know, and you've got to have that line that you can say, you know, it's the way it had to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, yeah, you know, it's just 
resonates somehow. And yeah, you know, speaking of things just flying out during the scratch sessions, uh, innocence in danger. Yeah, it was like that was a innocence in I danger. Hope. I don't know why I said that. I, <laughs> you know, that's what that's what gets me. It's like where does that come from? Yeah, it's I don't know. Stream of consciousness. That's yeah. It's so cool. It fascinates me. I mean, same with music when you just play something. Yeah, and kind of the first time it's pretty close and it's just completely improvised you know i don't know i mean i i wouldn't say it's always god sometimes i feel like it is other times it just seems like oh we're just trying things and you know it turns into something Mm -hmm. i don't know that that's sort of the mystery of it all that's that's really fun but i try to encourage when i do uh my master classes and what have you a lot of it's about trying to help people just get freer yeah uh so you can have the possibility of you know creating that magic thing that maybe you'd be too afraid Mm -hmm. to present you know um and that's that's something i've grown into i think it's like anything else you know the more you do it the more confident you get in it um just like public speaking you know the more you do it the more it's like oh okay i can just wing it yeah. you know other people are like how can you just get up and just wing it oh my god i <laughs> i would absolutely die right, right? but yeah. you know you just kind of practice it and then you know, also have, you have to realize that it's not the end of the world it doesn't have to be great yeah god's going to love you anyway you know, it's a, mm-hmm. I think one of the things that we get into as musicians is, you know, we have such a charge on it for our identity. Mm-hmm. I know I do. It's like, I feel like, oh God, you know, everything I do has to be excellent, you know, and, and it's good to be a person of excellence and go for that, you know, of course, yeah. but we don't want to feel like, ev- like we have to, or, you know, um, you know, we're afraid to fail. I think that can hurt us too. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, you got to be willing to throw out the really stupid idea yeah. and go like, hey, is this stupid? But how many times did we have to go back? And I can't believe that I never did that before this session where we ran a Zoom recorder from a, an empty headphone box. Yeah. And That's so saved probably 10 ideas or more, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, how many times did we have to go back? Because, you know, you you improvise something and it has a thing. Like, run, Mm -hmm. run, 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 run away was totally a just, wow, how did I think of that brilliant lyric spontaneously? (laughs) 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 Make your way back to that whole thing. All the hits and everything, yeah. Yeah, was like something we just played in the room. And then once we started working on the chorus... You know how it is, right? You start working on something. Go? Ten minutes later, you're like, "How did that thing go?" It was something yeah. like, but it's it, still not quite how it was. Yeah, yeah, but it's missing. Yeah, I don't know why we never of, did that. What's that? That's a yeah. I don't know why we never did that. That's a I know. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna do that forever. I yeah. mean, we should have done that. I should have been doing that well, for, and, for years. And uh, capturing such clean audio for the behind the scenes was cool when I watched um some of that it sounded like at one point i forget maybe it was do it all again or something and we were i think we were even singing our three-part stuff and then he like um faded in between the to the real album and it it was cool it just didn't sound i mean you mainly just hear mike's drums if it's just a camera in the room so it was cool to have that direct audio oh yeah and i was from watching that i was it was cool and i was i mean i you do those things so quick, you kind of forget a lot, but how much you do in the room at like how close that sounded to the album as far as, I mean, not the production, but what we were playing and how we sounded and who was singing what I was like, wow, that's, I mean, it was pretty much together there in the room. You know, some of, some of the time you bring stuff home and it's still a lot to do and flush out, but some of those clips were really cool and it sounded awesome. That that was a nice addition. The zoom. Yeah. Oh what yeah, well, yeah, great making of. It really made mm-hmm. the difference. Yeah, speaking of funny things that were so sketchy, you're like, is that there was an old there was an old uh, skit they used to do on the David Letterman show in the '90s? Uh, is this anything? It was called, 
you know, and they'd have some guy come out and, you know, with Velcro all over his body and throw himself on, you know, or something, you know, and they're like, is this anything? Like, is this? <laughs> and sometimes you'll have that feeling when you're working on a piece of music. Like, is this anything? I remember you saying that. Is it? What about this? Is this anything? <laughs> yeah. Didn't they have one called Will It Float as well? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really stupid stuff. Yeah. yeah. But uh, is this anything? I just remember thinking that. It really stayed with me because I think that a lot when I'm creating. I'm like, and no, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty um, driven about continuing to even flesh it out because a lot of times we don't know what is anything and what isn't. Mm-hmm. In, until maybe it gets to another level. Yeah. So I always encourage people not to throw things out so quickly. It might be better than you think. Yeah. Cause work, work, work it a little bit. Yeah. And history records that, you know, <clears throat> a lot of people's biggest records, biggest hits and things were o- barely, you know, they almost didn't put it on the album because they didn't think much of it. Yeah, You know, I mean, so sometimes maybe we don't think much of something, but maybe it's better. Maybe it's more, but of course, maybe the opposite is true. Too. Yeah. <laughs> it's a crapshoot. <laughs> <laughs> but when we, when we, so you guys had, you and Randy had left because we had planned to be done mm-hmm. with the album and we were, except that we decided to make a double. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, we need a little more material. You guys flew home because Mike was supposed to start his drums. Mm-hmm. And so they started kicking around cover ideas and, you know, some of them were like green grass and high times and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Okay. But mm-hmm. eh, I wasn't that into it. And then Bill suggested Bridge Over Troubled Water. Yeah. I was like, well, that's a great song, but I don't know if I really want to mess with it. It's so great the way it is, you know? Yeah. And then... uh and then we started kicking it around, but when I have to know, when you heard the scratch tapes of that, what did you think? Uh, well, first I was, it was one of those deals where you like, when you go to the bathroom, you lose a course or whatever, but when you leave the state, you gained like 20 <laughs> minutes of possible music. Right. One of which was the Floyd thing that we had kind of already worked up and then yeah, and Bill was like, hey, by the way, we did Bridge Over Troubled Water, a rough arrangement or something. I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it, I guess it had to grow on me a little bit. I just, just as far as understanding what was happening and what the goal was there. But I, it's one of my favorites now, I think. Yeah, I think it's, we, yeah. It turned out great. But the, yeah. the sketch, since you guys weren't there, so yeah. and Mike wasn't there for a lot of it because he doesn't arrive till later after lunch yeah right so bill and i for a while it was just like a click track and all this stuff like some kind of cool organ break here like yeah we just leave like all these placeholder things for like oh it'll be really cool put a string quartet in here like but it was it was seemed to me like it would be even it was hard to tell if it was anything or not yeah i think people might be or maybe they already know, but it's kind of funny how many of those things we have when we write that it's a gap and it's either you on a mic going, or it's just nothing. And it'll be like, someone will fill that with something cool when we get home. Right. Or we know it'll be a fiddly, but we don't know what it is yet. Right. So it's that, those are always interesting and a challenge, but kind of a fun challenge. I think we had a couple of those. There's that big unison part on the, the epic that I had to work up when I got home. I mean, I knew what I wanted to do, but not like the exact notes. But yeah, there's a lot of that where it's open. And then sometimes we work it and work it until it starts to sound good. But <laughs> a lot of times we don't. Yeah. Cause we're in the interest of time. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be like, or Mike, Mike will sometimes say, here, here, hey, yeah, hey. Stop stop kicking around, you guys. Right? We're kicking around all the notes and everything. Yeah. He's like, look, I'm just going to play, and you guys can figure it out later. And he'll just go... <laughs> or something, right? 
and then I'll sing to it just to, yeah. so we'll remember. I'll go. We should release the acapella versions of right. our <laughs> It's just amazing that it actually turns out. Yeah, you know, like it as good as it does. It's, it's, it's a credit to to you and and Bill and Rand, well everybody, you know, of course. Mm-hmm. But you, a lot of times with those things, you and Bill really take the front chairs. You know, mm. I'll just go. Blah, blah, blah. In fact, live, <laughs> I'll kind of. That's when I go do my costume change. <laughs> I'll change guitars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I get ready for the next section. <laughs> Sometimes in our notes, like we send notes around before we're going to play live. Who's going to play what? You know. <laughs> What what keyboard parts are you going to do? What guitar parts? You know, we need to do that for this. I think co- I know what you're going to say. He says Neil. He says Neil rocks out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is the part where you guys play the really hard part, and I just like hang out. Yeah. Or our, yeah, this is where I, Neil gets a drink of water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to learn all that stuff. I don't either. <laughs> you're really it's, good at it, though, man. How did you? Of that, go ahead. Was it, I was going to say, speaking of that, the weirdest thing in my life in the past few years has been relearning my own parts, which I'm sure you've had to do. It's amazing how much you can forget of what you've done. Oh, yeah. And, and every time we do an album, I'm like, oh, I'll stay fresh on it. I'll just every month, I'll maybe play through it or play through the parts I know that are going to be trouble later. And I never do. And then it's like, then yeah. you're sitting there and you're like, what did I do? Because I'm always trying to push myself in the envelope when we're recording to do something that's maybe hard for me or out of my just to try and improve and do something a little different. And then I'm always like, what did I do? And even with the isolated parts, I'll pull it up. And I'm like, so sometimes that's a challenge, but it's also, it's just weird to learn your own stuff. It's always kind of hard and different to learn somebody else's stuff, but relearning your own stuff is strange. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing that for years. I, I never remember. People think I'll remember even the lyrics, you know, to mm-hmm. songs, if you're not doing, if you're not doing it a lot, you know, uh, I wish I remembered more, but, um, yeah, no, I have to go out and go out for walks and just drill the lyrics. Yeah. Just drill them. Like you would drill lines in a play, you know, it's like, you need to have them. So on the tip of your tongue that you don't have to yeah. think about it when you're singing the song. And most of the time for me, it's just the first, if I have the first word, I'm okay. Oh yeah. But, but sometimes it'll be coming up. You're like, "What's the first word? What's the first word?" Oh, I know. And sometimes it comes to you like a split second. Sometimes, it, yeah. Sometimes you make it, and it just comes out of your mouth. And other times, yeah. you, other times, you just don't, and you repeat the other verse or something. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you have to try to. If it's a live recording, you have to just fix go it, with it, or, fix it, and yeah. tell the guys the either you know. But I've left them. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, well, you know, I don't want to fix everything on the. Yeah, you know, you, yeah, it's a drag. Kind of kills kills a lot of the vibe of what it was. Yeah, yeah. And Kevin Gilbert always said, "Neil, perfect re- perfect records are a drag." Yeah, because I'd be bumming out about some part coming in early, and you know, I used to be so tormented about every little thing. You know, it's like, oh, <laughs> my music. You know, all that, and. uh <clears throat> yeah, it, Rich helped me with that too. Rich's line was, "You got to be haunted." <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. Everybody's haunted. <laughs> you know, there's something on every album that just makes yeah. you go, "Oh, I wish you had changed." Or, yeah. I wish, why didn't I re-sing that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have that. Even even with the new album, I'll hear stuff. I'm like, I wish I'd done something just a little different, or I don't know. It's Dude, hard. What do you think about? I mean, I gave you some crazy lyrics to sing on this record. <laughs> What I'm about the, the morning's mouth is filled with pure gold? Yeah. <laughs> that was from a book I was reading. It was like, some, oh, really? it's an old adage of from, uh, I think it's Dutch or something about getting up early and the, yeah. like the good juices that come from that. But the morning's mouth is filled morning's with pure mouth, gold. Yeah. <laughs> I Never listened to that, that and thought, you know, maybe I should have changed that. Long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it works. Does it work? Did you, yeah. It didn't bother you? No. If if I ever give you anything in a bo- you know, a lyric and it's like uh, and you're not feeling it or something, call me up. Yeah. It hasn't happened yet. Oh, well, that's I cool. Think, yeah. There were some weird ones on this record. Uh, you know, Rush, a lot. People, Russian dolls dissolving. 
Yeah. Russian dolls dissolve <laughs> that. In every layer of the rhyme. Oh, yeah. I don't, yeah. Know, what that, I don't know what that is. I had listened to a podcast, and the guy was talking about going deeper, like di- deeper, different layers of the same kind of thing, but just going deeper. And he used the analogy of Russian dolls. You know, those mm. dolls, like we have, yeah. we have a Neil Morse band one. Yeah. <laughs> I should go get I'm it. I'm the smallest one, too. Are you the smallest one? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's kind of sad. It'd yeah. be like, look, honey, here's me. There's Neil. <laughs> Uh, that's sad man i'm sorry but anyway yeah it was that was some of the stuff was like from just different books or people i was listening to and i thought it was kind of a cool analogy and i'll just throw it in there and then i'll realize later without any frame of reference it makes absolutely no sense yeah (laughs) russian doll dolls dissolving i think sometimes it's cool if it doesn't make complete sense and you figure it out like whatever it means to you is what it means that's Right. Whoever's listening, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, I, you know, as as I've been talking quite a bit about it, I think it's even in the press release for this record, is that I had done a musician's talking Mm -hmm. about stuff with John Anderson Mm -hmm. about three or four days before I started writing the lyrics for the record. And somehow just talking to him for an hour just made me feel maybe a little freer. Oh, yeah. I can see that. And uh, also the album not being a concept Mm -hmm. album, Mm-hmm. meant that I could, well, it's not about anything in particular. So I can just kind of say whatever feels cool to me. Mm-hmm. So the morning's mouth is filled with pure gold, go. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Hey, man, uh, what else do I want to talk to you about? I want to know about, uh, you You may not want to talk, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but uh, I was going to ask you about playing on The Voice, man. Oh, yeah, that was interesting. Going way back um, with the Swan Brothers. Yeah, that was what. What was the coolest for that was just the production of that thing and how streamlined everything is, and like your your amps under the stage, and there's a guy that just like they they'll set it up and they'll hand you your cable, and it's like about to roll in like thirty seconds, and you just got to be ready. And they're wheeling out the drummer on a riser, and it's it's pretty high intensity and stress, but it was it was neat. It was cool to just see the production, I think. Um, you know, I mean, the music isn't that terribly hard to play, so I wasn't concerned with that as much as just, like, being overwhelmed with, you know, Blake Shelton sitting right there or whatever, like, just yeah. trying to stay focused and play. But uh, the what other... A, what a trip, man. Yeah. There was... I'm trying to think. There's something else we did where it was kind of lame because we had to... I think we recorded we recorded the track at your studio um it was like a mashup of some stuff some cover songs and we had to basically like lip the lip sync equivalent of playing your guitar to a pre-recorded track which was like the lamest thing ever right right. yeah that i forget what that was for but yeah that was pretty lame oh i remember that it was like an aerosmith thing yeah i was like uh, walk this way and some other songs mashed up i think but yeah yeah that was pretty lame to lip sync guitar, but right, you know, right, whatever. Well, you get used to that with making these videos, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I, by the way, I don't know if everybody knows or if they can tell, but I am the absolute worst. <laughs> Trying to match what you. Oh, I'm so bad. Well, and it's like I haven't. It, it's it's such a drag. Well, it's not a drag because I know it's going to be cool and and we. It's important for promotion, but it's like. At that point, I hadn't really relearned anything yet. And it's like, I want it to match. I don't want it to be, you know, this guitar solo part. And I'm just, doesn't even match. Because that kind of mostly bugs me if it's me. But uh, yeah, and you got to spend all that time trying to get it right. And and then, like, I'm filming it myself. And it's like, yeah. that's Yeah. It, it's definitely work to try and get it right and make it look right and relearn your part and yeah, but you don't need to worry about it because the you know the fans of the Neil Morse band they won't they know care. they won't notice if you're. <laughs> if <laughs> that's you're the thing though. Off. These guys are mostly musicians themselves, musicians, right? Yeah. So they're they're they know. I mean that that can give you a little bit of a yeah a little bit of a thing. But yeah, oh, I'm terrible at it. I, I think it's hard. It's much harder 
to pretend to play something exactly as it is on the record yeah then it would be just to do a new solo you know and right. you know mostly what i do when we play live is i float around from what what's on the record and just you know i'll exactly. catch some of the stuff and then do some other yeah. stuff but to do to try to do it exactly like that i yeah i hate it <laughs> difficult yeah time consuming yeah so what's what's your process like for learning like you know we have to learn tons of music for a lot of the stuff we do like what's your do you do a lot of listening first or is it all hands-on and how long do you like do you spend i know we're all different on that i've started doing a lot more listening i i and kind of like it sounds weird but like mentally practicing yeah as long as i know where i'm supposed to be on the fretboard you, you can kind of i think i've seen you doing that where you're just on the desk or yeah. something yeah um, and that actually i've felt like that's been effective but i'm curious to know what how you approach learning massive amounts of music. <laughs> well, you know, actually, speaking of John Anderson, we were speaking of John Anderson. I, mm-hmm. I remember speaking to him once uh, about preparing for, maybe it was preparing for that, uh, you know, that tour that we talked about earlier. Um, he said that he, he that he did a lot of, he does mostly listening. Mm-hmm. He felt like listening was the most important thing. So I started doing more of that. I think... Uh, I started doing more listening early. Yeah. You know, rather than like, oh, okay, I need two weeks to prepare for this Grand tour. It, yeah. You know, I start listening. Like, I'm started, I've started in August listening to the music for October. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just go for a walk and listen to, you know, I haven't listened to some of the songs. I'm not going to divulge anything, but right. there's, there's some songs that we're doing at this Morse Fest that I haven't, I haven't listened to in years. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, the listening thing's great. And then you got to up your game and start listening and memorizing. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, is I'm thinking more of the from the vocal stand standpoint, the lyrical standpoint. Yeah, but yeah, that's how I start. And then, you know, about two to three weeks beforehand, then I'll start really buckling down, yeah, yeah. programming the sounds. And I know a lot of you guys start start earlier than that yeah it it all depends but um i've been i've been doing a lot of listening now i haven't really dove in on the really honing in stuff in my hands yet but uh um for me it's a lot of just internalizing and knowing what the next section is and where to start if i have if i have the starting place i'm usually good yeah um but like if it's coming up and you don't know what the section is or where to start it's usually and then the other thing I, i do it's usually further on when I'm pretty comfortable, but I'll run through the whole thing like it's the show without stopping. Wow. And kind of make mental notes of where I screwed up because that, that also helps me figure out how to, you know, sometimes recovering is as important as, I mean, cause you're probably going to mess up if, unless you're just a freak of nature. Right. I mean, like if, if you miss the beginning of something like trying to catch it on the second measure or something, so it's not a complete throw your hands up, start over sort of deal. So, I'll play the whole thing and just try to make mental notes of the sections that I really screwed up. And then, then I know where I really need to practice as opposed to like, that's the thing me and Bill always talks about. It's like, if we have a two and a half hour show, if you just want to practice it all one time, it takes two and a half hours. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going to practice it more than once. So that's hours and hours of running it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, by running the whole thing, I kind of figure out the parts I really don't need to work that much that are maybe just chords and, oz or something and then mm-hmm. there's the parts that are like crazy unisons or whatever yeah so yeah yeah it's a lot of work man getting ready for that yeah. stuff so hey man when you were gonna come audition when you so you sent in your audition tape mm-hmm. back way back when 2012 mm-hmm. or whatever yeah and you looked quite a bit different back then <laughs> i remember yeah uh, very young <laughs> young young man yeah um you know, one thing I like to point out to people, is the, especially younger guys that are trying to get going in music, is every, the everybody that we chose for the Neil Morse band, uh, the audition tapes that they sent in, they went above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Like, you sent in audition for keyboard and guitar and vocals, right. mm-hmm. and Bill sent in like five auditions 
like you know keys and keys cl- yeah, and, yeah. And violin and a bunch of stuff now we didn't wind up using we don't use all that stuff you know very often honestly but still it was just like oh we got to have this guy yeah. kind of thing yeah you know and uh so yeah your audition tapes were really really something else and what was it like for you when you came up here super exciting but a little i mean it's obviously nerve-wracking uh just you know having having followed you and been a fan so there's that you know just getting to me and then playing with you was cool and it's always about like i was talking about the voicing like kind of you you realize those things but then you gotta like if you sit there and think about it the whole time you're like oh i'm jamming with neil morris or whatever like then you can kind of probably get lost so it's you gotta try to compartmentalize those sort of things anytime you're in, in a situation like that but i don't know for me i was just more excited because i had always loved this kind of music and there's never an outlet for it you know i grew up in texas and it's like country music everywhere mostly and as far as getting a gig yeah um you know and i always kind of wrote and did stuff in my little home studio and all that but that's there's nothing like going and playing live with guys who can play like that and and eventually you know writing together and creating this stuff to me that's the ultimate and always what i wanted to do but I could never, as just a kid in my bedroom, I was like, I don't, I don't know how that's ever a possibility. But I mean, that just goes to show you what that really anything's possible. Cause I would have never dreamed I'd be playing with you guys and Mike when I'm, I'm, you know, I learned how to play drums by watching his drum DVDs. So still crazy. And, but I don't know, I felt like it would happen, but I had no way of knowing how, what kind of weird road would lead me there. But that's that's how a lot of stuff is. I feel like in life, you. I mean, it's never the the route you think that it's going to be. You're like, oh, I'll do this and then I'll be successful or whatever. But yeah, it was it was awesome and a little intimidating, but mostly exciting. And uh, I don't know. It feels like forever ago. That's crazy. Well, and you, and of course, it, it, right at the beginning. Uh, Adson also had auditioned, you know, mm-hmm. and that, he was another guy like, oh man, I feel like we have to have him. Mm-hmm. But, and Eric's so great too. Well, you know, we could put Eric, uh, you know, kind of uh, in a utility place. You know, I remember taking you outside. Didn't I take you outside and yeah. talk to you? Like, yeah. hey man, you know. Like, would you, is that cool with you? Yeah, is that, that? Would, the, would that be cool? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and that was another. That's another thing that people could learn from that too: is be willing, you know. And then okay. a- after a while, it didn't work out. Adson couldn't be in the U.S. and he had mm-hmm. to be in Brazil, and it didn't work out to bring him in and everything. And then you, you've blossomed and grown in such an amazing way. Mm-hmm. And on this new album, you know, as and I was saying, uh, you were frozen, so I'll say it again. Uh, you know, as a as a person, as an artist, as a performer, as a in every way, you know, uh-huh. as a guitar player and singer. I mean, your vocals on this new record are just just over the top, man. You know, uh-huh. I mean, I don't I don't know I don't know how much greater you could possibly be. <laughs> I, seriously, I, I mean. And I don't just say this because I'm talking to you. I mean, Bill and I sometimes have talked about, like, when is Eric going to figure out that... Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, he shouldn't be just like, playing with these old dudes. Oh, whatever. You know? Well, I mean, I'll say, and I've said it to a ton of people, it's like, you got surround yourself with people who are better than you. And that's what I did. I mean, because you'll either, you'll either rise to the occasion and get better, or you'll, you'll be the weak link. <laughs> And I don't, you know, most people don't want to be that, but being around people who in, in all facets, like just the, the skill of performing and, and excellence of nailing stuff. And then, like I was saying about, you know, watching you write and, and absorbing that, you know, I just, I've always tried to be a sponge and be aware when I'm around people who are not only just better than me at lots of stuff, but like have been doing it way longer. I'm like, you'd be dumb to think you couldn't learn a few things from, you know, being in the room with you guys and, and just trying to soak it in and 
adapt and incorporate it into what I do. But I appreciate those comments. I mean, but I, I think it's just from being around y'all and just being forced to do stuff that's difficult. I mean, like you mentioned, like, I think I had, if I remember you called me, we had some gig year when we were doing the solo band stuff, some gigs booked. And I think maybe I had a week notice to kind of like learn all the guitar stuff for like world without end and all these things. And, and that's just one of those things is like, you just got to do it. And plus that's, you know, it's an opportunity, but like the same with when I did the shattered fortress and Mike sent me an email, Hey, would you want to play all the Petrucci parts on this and blah, blah, blah. And I just wrote back. Yes. Before I could even like fathom what I was agreeing to. <laughs> right. Cause if I had thought there and stewed on it, I can't do that. That's so hard. There's so many notes. How am I, I'm, that, you know, it won't ever be as good and everyone's going to be, that's, you know, the biggest shoes to fill guitar wise, in my opinion. And and it's like, but I just agreed before I could think about it. And then I'm already committed. I have to step up and learn all that. And just kind of knowing that that's going to make me better or, you know, I hope that would make me better. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just, in, in every situation, I just try to learn something. I love learning and um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, you guys, uh, all y'all, I mean, but particularly Randy, uh, yourself and Bill, you talked about not wanting to be the weak link, not wanting mm-hmm. to be the lame guy, you know, the, the guy that passing the baton and the relay race and you're the slow guy. You don't want to be that guy. <laughs> right. So I, you know, I've upped my game as far as preparation goes because, you guys raise the bar, man, mm. about coming in prepared, and it's such a joy. And I tried to bring that into everything, you know. I mean, I yeah. learned from that uh, on my worship teams in church and stuff. Like, hey, man, mm-hmm. you know, it used to be we'd come in and try- start learning stuff together. Got the it, songs there, yeah, yeah. But it's so much better when everybody really kind of knows it already, and then you can work on the vocal arrangement. It frees you up to mm-hmm. take it somewhere else. Rather than just trying to get to zero, you know, trying yeah. to get to just like okay, we know this now. So, yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> it's been really good, been really good for me uh, too to you know kind of uh, be exposed to that kind of, that level of preparation has been yeah. really really cool. And yeah, and no, to, and then there's this count on you know I know I can count on you guys kind of thing like mm-hmm. you know we know we can throw you anything now and you'll have it <laughs> hey man can you uh you, whatever it is right i'm sure mike feels the same way yeah you got the gig you got the gig dude you got the gig Woo! that's great if you so yeah. a lot of people i talk to don't want the gig of course, you know, I'm talking about different gigs, you know, yeah. but uh, whenever I say you got the gig, they're usually like, oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you run the projector? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good, man. That seems like a good place to wrap it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, finally, was- uh, finally hit the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> I was waiting for the album to come out. I thought oh, I should probably do it with okay, those guys. Yeah. When the, yeah, when the album's coming out or whatever. So, oh no, you're not you're not the bottom of the barrel, my friend. <laughs> not quite the opposite. Well, thanks again for having me. It's been awesome. Yeah, man. Well, say hi to JC for me, and you guys uh, be blessed. I'll see you in a month or so. Yeah, I gotta get learning this stuff now that we're talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> me too. All right, brother. All right, Take care. Get some sleep. I'll try. All right. <laughs> See you. Take care, Bye. man. Bye-bye.